Welcome to week 16 of Sports God's Pick Show. We got Ace, Ant, and Malik. What's good? All right. Now, first, old business from last week. Let's go over our records again. Uh-oh. Yes, I know. We all tied on our best bets, all going three and two, with the New York Jets, my Chicago Bears, and the Indianapolis Colts coming through. Green Bay lost for all of us. Tampa Bay lost for two of us. And the Rams lost for Ant because he should know better. We all ended up going yeah. seven and eight because we all took Pittsburgh instead of Cincinnati. And I should have taken, I should have known better and not taken, uh, well, I should have not taken Jacksonville and I actually would have had a 500 week. So for the season, I am still one game behind Ant with 56 wins and 71 losses, and he is at 57 wins and 70 losses. Oh, yeah. And Malik with the insurmountable four or five game lead at 61 and 66. Injured yeah. With the elusive 50%. I am, uh, I, well, I've, I've given up on trying to get to 50%. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, I need, I, need to, I need to go over. Actually, I haven't given up. I need to, I need to you know, really hit on my picks. But, uh, I'm just trying to keep pace and, and, and win this first, our first season doing this. I'm just trying to uh, be last place. This. If I can win this, I'll be good. Well, I will say this. I'm eating on the podcast, which I'm breaking one of my own rules, but I'm hungry and it's late and I don't give a shit. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd be this bad. I got to be honest. I know we started week seven, so I thought it would give me a little bit of lead time to like get good at figuring out what was going to happen each week. But, uh, yeah, I clearly have missed a few picks early, but the last couple of weeks have been pretty good to me because I was at around 26%. So the fact that I'm even still picking at, like, 44% is still pretty good. So if yeah. I can just finish above 500 these last two weeks, I will be happy. Agreed. Same here. Trying to get to 50%. Um, I think if we would have – and maybe, look, maybe, maybe it would have been different if we would have picked the first seven weeks um, – and then combine it with what, what we know now, maybe we would all have better numbers. So the fact that we can get 50%, get to 50% or hover around that for uh, our first time, our first go around at this, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty impressive. And so yeah, definitely revenue pairs. What is one game that stood out last week to you that you were kind of surprised by? Oh, that's an easy question right there. That's definitely an easy question. I know you why you asked me for it. I don't want to say it. But yeah, it was the Jets <laughs> winning. But you know what? My my boy Makai Beckton said it best. You know, we play to win the game. So you know what? I'm gonna go with him. I already made my little rant inside of my paper bag, whatever on Facebook and Instagram, whatever. I'm done with that. I'm on Makai Beckton's side. You play to win the game. All right. Let's go, Jags. <laughs> <laughs> I think the tiebreakers between these two teams is ridiculous. The fact that y'all have a tougher record is like, that's why y'all are ahead is kind of insane. But I will say this. You have a bunch of picks and you got Sam Darnold. So if you had to put the number two, I think Sam Darnold, after seeing Justin Fields play, his whole difficult six-game season in the Big Ten and struggling against a Northwestern team that was pretty terrible last season, um, yeah, he ain't it. 
he's more mobile than Darnold, but he is not a better decision maker. And one season of college football, as I can tell you from watching Mitch Trubisky play one good season in North Carolina, does not an NFL starter or all pro make. So I stick with Darnold and just draft an amazing team around him because that's how San Francisco went to the Super Bowl last season. Oh, definitely. If that's I, just if my we, opinion. If, so. if we stay at two, three, four, whatever, well, we locked at two, I believe. If we just stay at two, yeah. I'm sticking with Darnold. It was just basically the only reason I was going for Trevor Lawrence who was losing. Trevor Lawrence has named this great, this next great things here. Hey, you know what? Anybody would do that, but you know what? Stick with Sam. Hopefully, go for the O line and our next pick. Quite want to build that wall. Makai Beck on one side. This dude on the other side. I think he's like six foot seven as well. Good lord. Be a great, nice, mighty big green wall over there, and just oh, just get a quite that running back. I forgot that dude's got that guy's name is not the guy from Clemson. It's the other guy. You can basically maul somebody. And all we do is bring back the ground and pound. Oh, you're talking about Chubba Hubbard? Yes. From Oklahoma State. Yes. Just run him over. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a move, man. That dude is a beast. He's not playing that's what his Sam needs. He needs game to wait. So, yeah. That's what Sam needs. He needs to build that Titan type of um, offense. Just run him over, and, he, and, he'll, and he'll do his thing. Bring back Robbie Anderson, too. Yeah, he's worth it. He's earned his check. All right. Moving on to the first game of the week. We have a Friday game. Nice uh, Christmas Day treat. We got the Saints visiting the Minnesota Vikings. And the Saints are minus seven on the week. Um, Malik, I'll let you start out this one as our resident Southerner <laughs> and Saints fan. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't like the spread here. Um, you know, Minnesota at home, they can score points. Um, and it's not yeah. a... They can. They can score. I mean, Dalvin Cook is, Dalvin Cook is a dangerous weapon. Um, Breeze is just coming back from – he didn't look very good in that game against KC last week. Uh, his accuracy was off. Michael Thomas is out for the year, um, so he's not coming back. You know, there's oh, no wow. savior. There's no savior in the offense coming through the door. I mean, this is still the Alvin Kamara show. Uh, you expect Emmanuel Sanders to, you know, to step up and have a, you know, have a, bigger, have a big performance. But um, I feel like Minnesota can, can score – and keep the things close. The thing, the, thing that, the thing that resonates here with me is New Orleans defense. New Orleans defense has been playing some really good football. Yeah. It travels, it's been traveling well, which has always been a, an issue for the Saints you know, year over year. This defense is carrying this team at this point thus far, um, and they're going to need it. Uh, so they need this win in order to, in order to clinch the division. Um, and so I'm going to go with New Orleans here. Um, I just don't like laying the seven. I feel like Dalvin Cook could you know could ruin the could ruin the, the spread here and the saints could win by four or five i still think they're going to win the game but um i mean, so I'll, i'm going to select them on the pick but i don't like the seven and i'll i'll go with the under here because again really? i think that the deep i think that the i think that the defenses will i think at least new orleans defense will you know again minnesota can score if i'm taking new orleans i'm taking the under because that means that i think that you know new orleans's defense is going to play well enough to keep them at bay i hear you on that all right i'm gonna go with the saints because i'm gonna go with the saints and only the difference is the over if the vikings can put up i believe it's 30 points on the chicago bears or 28 points on the chicago bears they can put up 28 points on the saints at home bears have a little bit better for a pass rush the saints cover much better but with dalvin cook it kind of doesn't matter because it forces you to play up in the box so they're going to get a little more points out of him saints run defense isn't as good but the Saints will be able to outscore the Vikings in this game 
considering that they almost beat Kansas City in last week. Um, that was a really fun game to watch. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed that one. That was but a good game, yeah. I expect the Saints to cover this one kind of easy. A 10-point win, 40-30, to 40-21, Saints all day. And I just got a little itch in me, so I'm just going to go home and go the opposite direction on this. Um, <laughs> I believe that, you know, yeah, but, you know, I'm going to go with Minnesota here. I'm going to go with Minnesota in the under in this one. I really, I really think they can actually hold it down and actually pull this one out. But I believe Malik is right about the Saints' defense, holding them down and stuff like that. But I still think that Minnesota is going to pull it out at the end. So I'm going to go with Minnesota in the under at this. Backdoor cover for Minnesota, you're calling. Okay, I see it. All right, next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. Um, Malik, I'll let you go again. This one is a Lions fan. <laughs> what do you got to say? Saturday game. Early. It's a Saturday game. It's, it's interesting because, like, when I looked at the Lions schedule, you know, way back when the, when, the league, when the league year first kicked off, and I realized, like, the Lions had no primetime games, no Monday night, no Sunday night games. Obviously, had the Thanksgiving so. game. Oh, yeah, no, deserve it. Absolutely. Um, you know, obviously, they had their, you know, their Thanksgiving game, which is, which is you know, traditional. Um, and then I saw this game, and I was like, they're going to find a way to put this game on, put this game national. And at the time, I thought that the reason that, the reason why I really believed that was because at the time I saw Matt Patricia, right, former New England Patriots defensive coordinator versus Tom Brady, you know, former New England Patriots quarterback, and like to see, you know, the, 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 you know, the war between those two of them um, happen. I thought that that was going to be interesting for both sides. But that wouldn't have been a war. That would have been a massacre. It would no no <laughs> seeing how horrible you know Matt Patricia is as a coach and all of those things yeah it would have absolutely been an absolute shit show for us but um, uh, Daryl Bevel's been been pretty been pretty good he has he has actually been a a pretty solid coach that you know the, the guys are playing hard for him and they're giving their all the biggest issue I see here is Matthew Stafford's health uh, he's been getting absolutely beat up and you know bruised yeah. and battered and he may not make it out of this game because of you know all the things that he's been taking all the dings and all, all the bruises that he's been taking of taking you know as of late and tampa hasn't been covering so it's, in, it's just no. an interesting it's an interesting you know situation to be in now, because it, it's a big number does this count as a revenge game for sue um i don't possibly i don't remember how many really games he's paid. i don't remember how many how many times he's played detroit since he's left i mean he's been he's been on a couple of teams since he's left like he, yeah. he, he went to miami uh gave them a gave them a few years and he went to la played with the rams you know went to the super bowl with the rams uh and then last, already. right and then the last two years you know he's been with tampa so you know I, I think maybe it's it's like you know water under the bridge i wouldn't call this a revenge game for him um but I'm going to take Detroit here to cover the nine and a half. I think that they will ma- maintain it and keep it keep it relatively close, and be able to cover that nine and a half. And and the primary primary worry is again Stafford's health. But the primary reason I think that they're able to cover is because I just don't see um, Tom Brady being, uh, you know, being being able to being able to you know, you know put up 45 points you know against them. I think I think the Lions should be able to score. If Matt Stafford stays healthy, they should be able to score and they should be able to keep it relatively close within that nine and a half. I may wind up changing that pick at some point in time during this show. So I'm just putting that out there now. Because <laughs> as I'm thinking about it, I realize that my secondary is horrible. Yeah. And they're all, they're all banged up and they're horrible. 
and it may just be it may just be like if Tampa Bay tries to turn this into a track meet, it'll be problematic. So I'm taking Detroit now uh, and the over, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I reserve my right to change that before we before we close off the podcast. All right, I will point out that um, the Lions lost last week's game by 21 points to the Titans. Yeah. Um, so they have lost a good amount of games by like 10 plus points. The only good team that they kept it close against was New Orleans. That was week four. Right. So, the tight, the tight, but the Titans are a different type of team. Like Derrick Henry is a monster. He's yeah. a beast. And I knew, I knew that they were, and that's why I picked them to not cover that game because I knew that Derrick Henry, you know, worst came to worst, Derrick Henry was going to have a beast of a game against them and be able to score and they'll be able to score at will because of their ability to run the football. Tampa still touchdowns, basically. Yeah, Tampa is not really like Tampa has surprisingly not been a great running team this year. Like they, you know, they've been a bit up and down, right? And so whether it's Jones, that was about it. Yeah, and Fournette didn't have a great game last week. He scored two touchdowns, which saved his fantasy value, but he only had you know like fifty yards rushing on like fourteen attempts. So if they can't, if Tampa can't run the ball and control you know control clock the way that um, the way that Tennessee could, I can see Detroit you know making it making it interesting and keeping it relatively close and maybe losing by you know by seven you know maybe losing by seven or eight or something like that. Um, so I just feel that nine and a half is just a high number at this point. I hear Again, you. may change my mind, but you know, we'll see. No, no, no. I'm going to stick with the lines. I'm well, not stick. I'm going to pick with the lines as well. I think I'm going to take the over. Um, Tampa Bay's defense just looks tired. This team is the it's an old super team. They remind me of the 2003 Lakers, who had Carl Malone <laughs> and Gary <laughs> Payton, and it's just like these guys are like 39, but back when like. 39 was old in the NBA. Not like this LeBron, 37, 36. He's <laughs> like 17 years in pro ball, four years of college. They've been in the league since like eight, 1987 somehow or 1990, and somehow it's 2003, and you're still, you still hanging around trying to run with like a young 23-year-old Kobe Bryant, and it's just nuts. And like they're hanging around trying to run with a, the youngest guy on the team is basically Antoine Winfield. It's amazing. He's a rookie. Right. No one else has been in this league, I feel like, for a decade. Everybody on this team, like they have JPP, just the defensive line, JPP and Dominican Sue. Um, I mean, I'm surprised Rondé Barber ain't suited up for them. <laughs> they, got, they, got so, the 2000, they got the 2000 um, Pro yeah. Bowl team. <laughs> it feels like they got the 2013 Pro Bowl team, basically. Like the 2012 Pro Bowl team. But so they're just a little worn down. So they're going to let down a little bit in this game. And no win. They just won't win by 10. That's basically what I'm saying. So I'm going right. to take Alliance with the points. And Yeah, I'm just going to copy and paste what you just said right there and just just do the same exact thing. I'm going to go with the Lions and take the points on this one because, you know, just like you said, this is a, this is a Pro Bowl team right here from the two, 2012, 2013. Yeah. You, you can just see it. <laughs> it, it. Right now, they're just going to retire, go to Hawaii for now, and come back when the playoffs start. Hopefully yeah. they'll do something. I also that's I also think just because just because of what you guys are pointing out because of the age of this team and the fact that they are not going to get they're not going to win this division most likely they and they're can. not going to be the number one seed um, so they're not going to have a bye and they're going to have to play on the road right so you know the first round this game no, really I, I mean this game for them really doesn't mean much right and so if they're able to kind of coast get get themselves a you know a, a a, a good you know solid win and they don't have to 
you know, play Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. They don't have to, you know, or, or exactly. late in the fourth quarter, or they don't have to run out, you know, Antonio Brown and, you know, all the older guys, you know, late in the game because they've got things a little locked up. Then maybe there's a backdoor cover for Detroit where there's a touchdown score, they get down seven or whatever, and they, they, they're able to close the game out that way. So, yeah, I definitely agree with, with you guys. I just find it interesting that we're all going Detroit here and that nobody's picking Tampa. It's hilarious. <laughs> but it's nine but, and a half points. And I don't know if Stafford's even going to play, but, like, that's how little I believe in, like, Leonard Fournette in this running game. And I know y'all defense is bad, but he, he didn't look good against a terrible defense last week. Like, he had 50 yards on 14 carries. Yeah. This guy's 26 years old, am I mistaken, 27? 20, I think he's, like, 25. Yeah, I think he's, he's 25. young. 25. Yeah. Just, like, you're telling me he can't get 25 carries and just y'all just bury this game and, like, run out the clock? Like, and if they win this game, they, they guarantee themselves a playoff spot. So this is right. important to win, but it's, you don't got to win by 20, 30 points. And right, 30 exactly. Points good. exactly. I just like to say this on the side before you decide to move on to the next um, game. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady is actually one up, one, one and zero versus um, Belichick right now. <laughs> as far as years is concerned. Yeah, true. Yeah. He actually made it to the playoffs. Well, Belichick, you know. Yeah, but if he makes the playoffs and loses in the first round, he kind of proved Belichick's point because – all his receivers are pro, are former All Pros, not just Pro Bowlers. They're former All Stars this league. Gronkowski took a year off, came back. He doesn't look great, but everyone else, like he has, he has three guys that he has two players that will probably be in the Hall of Fame one day. Mike Evans and well, I don't know about Antonio Brown anymore, but he had two future. Well, he, he has three guys who basically have combined for almost like sixteen hundred catches. If Brown keeps his head down, he might still make it in. Maybe, maybe. Because by the time he's retired, he's going to be different. Of course, got, people out there four voting. all-star receivers, including the tight end. It's like it's insane how many weapons he has. And he's got Fournette because Jones is hurt. And, like, I don't know. But whatever. I expect them yeah. to win but not cover. Next game is San Francisco 49ers hosting the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals need this game to stay ahead of the Chicago Bears because the Bears have a pretty easy game this week with Jacksonville. So it looks like my Bears may actually make the playoffs. That's ah, I don't know about that, but let's yeah. see. Oh, we'll I know get to that, that one. <laughs> the problem is everybody in San Francisco is hurt. George Kittle may play, but they're down to their third-string quarterback. Um, I don't remember the guy's name, but I did read that Nick Mullins is done. Um, there's no chance that Garoppolo is going to come back. He just started practicing, so it's very unlikely they will play even this week, let alone next week. Raheem Mostert had another high ankle sprain, so he's going to be out. Um, Tevin Coleman, I think, may play, but I'm not even sure about that. Looks like Jared McKinnon. So I'm going to have to go with the Cardinals because I'm still thinking that San Francisco is technically playing in Arizona on a home game against Arizona. So I don't even know how that would work because they can't play in San Francisco or Clara, Santa Clara County. Right. Where does they play? So wait, wait, they play in the Arizona Cardinals Stadium or are they playing in a different one? Yeah, because the NFL is like, we're not moving any games. <laughs> the game so they just the away team. Arizona wow. allows fans because you know COVID don't exist out there, so not not in their <laughs> minds. So they're gonna have like twenty percent, thirty percent capacity, and it'll just be what it is. And also, oh, gonna be I like the NBA the in the bubble. Yeah, and the Cardinals are getting points at home on the road, at home. Somehow. This is the weirdest thing. So I'm taking yeah, I'm taking, COVID. I'm taking the cards. I'm taking the cards plus four at home, and and over. Because even their secondary is hurt. Jimmy Ward, their, set, their, their best safety is hurt. And so is uh, Richard Sherman. So even if they play, they won't be fully effective. And I think, is it K.J. Bourne or D.J. Samuels is out? or some one, Debo. Debo's Sam, out. So their best receiver's out. Yeah. But they're getting their best wide receiver's out, but they're getting back George Kittle. 
So yeah, Cardinals all day. This line should be like I don't even can't believe it's at four even on was it when they recorded this on Wednesday at like eleven. But either way, the Cards for the win. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm about to go Cardinals for the win for the for the over and everything like that because San Francisco they've been beat up all all season. This guy coming and this guy's leaving. They, they had the worst injury I think throughout, the, throughout everybody in the NFL. You don't see nobody worse than them. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna take Cardinals. I'm taking them with the over. They're just gonna slaughterhouse them, and that'll be it. All right, I'm done. Yeah, it's a <clears throat> it's a sweep here. Uh, the only thing I will do is I will play the under on this. Um, I don't think that you know San Francisco is gonna put up a whole bunch of points. Um, I, I I find this fascinating that you know San Francisco could be favored in Arizona against Arizona as like it just it just makes it makes no sense whatsoever um and San Francisco just just like you know this is correct because it just seems like wild to me that this is it's it doesn't sound right at all like they must be playing this somewhere else but anyway um San Francisco hasn't covered their their oh they're they're one in Four in their last five games covering the spread. Oh no, I um, take that back. I'm sorry. Arizona's the favorite. Arizona's giving fu- Arizona's giving four points. Giving four at home. Um, four at home to the to the Niners. Okay, okay. So yeah, so then that that sounds a little bit different. Um, I'm still gonna play Arizona, and I'll give you guys an opportunity to to reevaluate your no, your choices with, I'm there. With Arizona. I don't yeah, think. I'm sticking with Arizona as well. Um, like I was just just getting ready to say, um, San Francisco has is one in four in their last five against the spread. Um, Arizona has not done done well either. They're two and three, but they won their last two. Uh, they covered against the Giants, and then they covered they covered a six and a half point spread last week against Philadelphia, who you know have surprisingly have a high powered offense now with uh, Jalen Hurts uh, taking over for Carson Wentz. So um, yeah, you got to take Arizona uh, and give the four to San Francisco uh, until San Francisco shows that they can you know that they they're healthy enough to actually play with. Anybody, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of roll with whomever, whomever they're against. Um, the other thing is just to note, uh, San Francisco is likely going to be without Raheem Mostert, so you're looking at Jeff Wilson Jr. as getting getting the start uh, at the running back position this week. Huh? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, you said that so, thing about the sleep dog being, but anyway. So yeah, it's 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 going to be difficult. It's tough sledding for them. Tough tough to get around it. And I feel like Kyler Murray, you know, he's he's come back around. You know, maybe he's he's a little healthier now. Um, so it should be a big game for him. So Kenyon Drake is actually running really well for the Cardinals. He can still finish the season with a thousand yards. He's got nine TDs, only got two hundred attempts. Nuke Hopkins has hundred and three catches for thirteen hundred yards. Somehow only six touchdowns. One being a game winner, but I just realized that. And with um Jimmy Ward out, like another new safety in there, and also with um I forgot the cornerback. Why am I forgetting his name? Patrick Peterson. Not Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson on the Cardinals. Oh, you're talking about on the on the yeah yeah the um Sherman his name Sherman Sherman possibly not going to play this game. Imagine a huge game from just receivers in uh, Arizona. Moving on, we got the Dolphins visiting the Raiders. Dolphins are three point favorites in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins. They're going to make the playoffs. This is the game that's going to get them in. The Raiders are out. They knocked themselves out last week. It's a three-point spread, so it could be a push. But the Raiders are that bad. Um, they have a really good running back. Dolphins have a really good rookie defense. They got a very good young defense. And Xavier Howard is one of the best corners in the league. Um, 
I like Marcus Mariota. He's good, but he's not good enough to lead this team to a win. And he will probably get another chance to start next year. But as far as his pick, the Dolphins is going to cover. Dolphins minus three and the under. Over under is 47 and a half. Ant. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dolphins too, but I'm going to go with Dolphins in the over. Dolphins, like I keep saying, has my favorite coach, Brian Flores. Hopefully he's the coach of the year. He definitely deserves it. But I'm definitely going to go with Dolphins. They're going to keep on going. They already took out the Patriots. They're going to clinch that spot. Bye-bye, Raiders. Dolphins and over. All right. Malik. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it's a sweep here. Um, Miami did what they needed to do last week, took care of business against New England. Um, if, if you had asked me, Ace, what was the most intriguing game from last week, like you asked Anthony, I would have picked that Miami-New England game just because yeah. – um, what was what's what's intriguing? New England had chances to win, but what, what's intriguing to me is is just the end of an era, right? The official ending of an era. Definitely Officially, official. New England's not making wow. the playoffs for the first time since the uh, since the Matt Castle year, right? That's Losing the first. In the that's first the last round time. of the playoffs. The Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs was kind of like, oh, well, undone. That's well, what I think this is the middle of the coffin. Yeah. I think I think the last year one you could have, you could have you know chalked that up to obviously all the injuries, all the the lack of the lack of weapons that Tom Brady had, and then the fact that like now seeing what Tennessee has become, Tennessee is clearly yeah. people people look people overlooked Tennessee, you know during that game and and kind of looked at looked at them as kind of the stepping stone for the Patriots getting to their next you know getting to the you know the games that they were supposed to be playing against Kansas City and Baltimore and, and those and having those matchups. And people didn't realize what Tennessee was going to become. So I think going coming out of that season, and even you guys heard it, and you guys have been talking about it, we've talked about it on this show, like there was still a lot of faith in Bill Belichick, despite yeah. the fact that yes. there was all of this, you know, but despite all the turnover that was happening with it's this organization and the stacks, you know, um, there was a lot of faith in the organization, the Patriot way. They were going to figure it out at some point in time. And then when Cam Newton came in those first few weeks of the season where Cam Newton was, was you know, showing his old Cam Newton self, there was a lot of people talking like, whoa, are the Patriots going gonna to win the division? Are the Patriots going to challenge KC? Like there were, those were conversations that people were having yeah. still this year. I think then this October. last week was the – no, <laughs> it ain't <laughs> happening. You're done. Stop giving, stop giving uh, the praise. Go back to the drawing board because you're like everybody else now. You don't have the great quarterback play. You don't have the great defense. You don't have the great uh, offense. You're done. Um, and Miami did that. Plays. Right. Miami did that. Brian Flores did that. So I see Miami continuing to move on, um, making themselves, you know, putting themselves in the playoffs and, uh, and, and you know, taking Las Vegas out and finally, you know, just kind of pushing that off to the side. I think Vegas is Vegas comes back, you know, next year. I think this is a good starting year for the Vegas for the Vegas team, um, being their first year in 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 uh, in, in Vegas. And uh, so I, I would absolutely not look at this as like a bad sign for them. But they're not going to win. <laughs> they're not going to win this game, uh, even at home from last year. So. Yeah, so, yeah, Miami, it's a clean sweep from us. And Miami's actually my best bet. One of my, It's my first best bet of the week. Oh, all right. It's crazy that the Dolphins and Brian Flores himself, Brian Flores is a Bill Belichick disciple. Three and actually put last away. year, expected to win none, and now they're going to mm-hmm. win 10. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's that's why I say he's my coach of the year. This guy is making a big turnaround. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they should hire a few more black coaches. Who knows? You know, yeah, maybe y'all yeah. win might win some games. Yeah, instead of just using them for you know for a little token interview BS. Exactly. So, <laughs> Chiefs hosting the Falcons. The Falcons are getting ten and a half. Had a chance to hold Tom Brady out of the playoffs last week, make it tough for him, but somehow they can't close because they're the Atlanta Falcons. But they're getting ten and a half points against the Chiefs team that barely got by the New Orleans Saints. They were in control, but they really played it close. Um, this is a good team. The Falcons always find a way to score somehow. I think ten and a half points is too much. I don't think the Chiefs are really blowing anybody out. So as crazy as this sounds, and as unreliable as the Falcons are, I want to take the Falcons because they're getting ten and a half points. And I'm going to take the Falcons because they're getting ten and a half points. Give me the over and give me the Falcons at ten and a half. Julio Jones may play this game. Not sure. Even if he doesn't, Calvin Ridley will have one of the greatest games he's ever had. And Russell Gage will improve because he is playing for another, another contract. So give me the Falcons plus ten and a half. Matt Ryan needs to show that he can still compete. I don't expect him to win, but I do expect him to cover. Seven point loss for the Falcons. Falcons plus ten and a half. And the over fifty-two and a half points, Malik. Um, I'm gonna go the other way here. Uh, I'm gonna take KC. I'm gonna take KC. Um, the only, the, I mean, everything you said, Ace, is is, you know, is valid. Kansas City has and covered the, in three weeks. The P, right? The the right. So that was that's where I was going. Kansas City has not covered recently. Um, but the other part of it is, you know, obviously they're without their their top running back you know Clyde yeah. was hilarious, hilarious has been out um he hasn't been great thus far you know the, oh, since since they acquired Le'Veon Bell yeah. um mm-hmm. but he had so he hasn't been great but you know he's been serviceable and this team you know the ability you know December football is about has always been about running the football um and and playing playing solid defense and running the ball and Kansas City is just trashing all over that. Like they are still throwing the ball all over the yard. They're still, you know, Patrick Mahomes is still making all kinds of crazy wild plays, you know. And That's why they gave him four hundred million? Yeah, like they're still doing exactly the things that they were doing in, in September when you know when the NFL is supposed to be, you know, the, the wild wild west. Um, and now it's supposed to get to that grind that that grind out game. And they're still doing that. They're still throwing the ball all over the gym. And Atlanta's going to let you do it because Atlanta doesn't have any defense to speak of. Yep. Um, so Kansas City should. Although they um, did have a defense in the first half of last week's game. They always have a defense for some portion of the game. They always play good <laughs> for some portion of the game. There's like there's always that there's there's always those minutes that you can look at where like holy crap they had a lead. Um, but I don't think that happens yeah. this time around. KC doesn't. KC is not one of these teams that you know takes that you know will you know, kind of play down. They don't play down to their opponents. No they play days, hard. So. They don't. Yeah, they play hard. They don't like look at it as a situation where they're, you know, um, you know, where they'll, they'll let you kind of, you know, get a 17 point lead on them or get a 14 point lead on them. And then they got to come all the way back and they win it by four or something like that. No, if Casey's going to win, Casey's going to take a, take a lead uh, and then hold the lead. And then you're just not going to be able to stop them. You will be Atlanta will, you right. Ace. I think Atlanta's going to, at some point in time, start scoring points against Casey because Casey's defense is good while good. It's not, you know, it's not a lockdown defense. So Atlanta's going to start scoring against them. 
but Casey will just score right back. Like that's the whole point. Casey is not going to allow Atlanta to just run off 14, 17 unanswered points. They're going to score. You score, we score. That's just how it's going to be. Um, but I think it's going to be that beginning part where Casey jumps out to a two touchdown lead, a 13 point lead well, the point and just this. holds that throughout. Kansas city. If they win this game, they can rest everyone next week. And then they can, week, they can, right. So I don't know they what can. kind of injuries they have and what kind of, you know, this is a pretty young team relatively. Yeah, the defense may I, want to take some time off, but if they can win this game and just get by the Atlanta Falcons, which is very much expected, no team in the AFC is within two games of them. Right, and I, I don't. Else, so I yeah, I, I don't know that they will. They they'll they'll sit everybody. They probably you know, because also because because of the fact that they they'll have the one seed. So maybe they maybe they'll they'll play. Um, they'll play their 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 starters in week 17, whether they win or lose this game. But I think to your point, I think that it's what's the most important thing to them right now? Win. Beat Atlanta, right? Beat Atlanta, get out of this game, get the number one seed, you know, get the bye week, and week 17 will figure it out as they can. You don't want to have to deal with a situation where you have to win that week 17 game. You've got to play all of your players because, you know, stu- stupidly you lost the game to Atlanta that you shouldn't have lost in Pittsburgh one or you know or, or one of those other teams wins and now you have you have something to play for in week 17 get yourself out of there you know take care of Atlanta take them out so give me KC and I will take the over here all right and Atlanta Falcons are gonna get pimp smut <laughs> pimp smack okay. yes I, I see who you're picking over yes because the, it's gonna be a KC and the over on this one because the thing is that the problem with, with the KC's running game was when as soon as they got Bell in I don't think Andy Reid could could balance them both out because it was good both good backs. Maybe you'll figure it out in the playoffs to do something different or whatever. But that's been slowing their game down a little bit. I think they're actually going to wrap it up, even though Casey doesn't like to score a lot of points. They want to keep it, you know, keep it low and keep it a good game and just win, just win it out. Atlanta's Atlanta likes um, Atlanta's defense is horrible, so they're going to actually go back and forth. This is going to be a shootout, but at the end of the day. Casey's going to pimp, going to pimp smack that, and there's going to be Casey in the over in this one. All right. Next up, we have, <laughs> we have the New York Jets hosting the Cleveland Browns, who will most likely be going on to the playoffs. Another pimp smack. They can secure the win right here. The Jets are getting nine and a half at the Meadowlands at the what stadium now? Was it MetLife? It's, Met, it's JetLife. Um, Met, for, Jet for the Jet oh, fan, yeah, Jet for the Life fans, stadium. but it's really MetLife. Got you, Jet Life Stadium for the New York Jets. Get nine and a half points. I do like to take home dogs, but the Jets already won their one game for the year. <laughs> so I don't know. This is the same Cleveland team that put 47 points up on, um, 42 points up on the Baltimore Ravens and 41 points on Tennessee. We're both much, much, much better teams than the Jets. The Jets did manage to steal a win in LA against the Rams with a very good run defense. So, and had a lead basically the entire game. So there's really no reason why they should lose by more than 10 points. But um, you know what? I talked myself into it. I'm going to take just the cover again. Screw that. I don't believe in the Browns. They're going to win the game. Jets are going to cover. And yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets. They got a really good offensive line. I see. I think they try to not, they're, they're not trying to lose. And being as they already have the number two pick, they might as well go for the number three pick. So, New York <laughs> Jets plus nine point nine and a half points, and go. And that's think, another. That's my another. That's my lock of the week again. I think with the um, the Bengals winning, 
last week or whatever, they actually, the Jets actually locked up the number two seed. So no matter what they do, they can only get one or two. Depends on that. Even if they went out. Even if they went out, I think they got the number two seed. Okay. Yeah, because like, ten, uh, Cincinnati has that tie. Remember, so they can't they can't yes. win with uh, the Jets. Can't the Jets can only get to three wins? Right. Cincinnati already has three. But um, besides besides that, the Jets. If you actually watch the Jets games on Fortune AI, they have to go through that punishment as being a fan. The Jets actually has not throughout this whole season has not have been trying to lose the games. Actually, been trying to win the games. So this can go actually go either way. The Browns are actually a good team. They quite. They know what they want to do. They want to run the ball, play action, or whatever. Baker Mayfield do his little thing, whatever. But I'm gonna go with the um, Browns on this one. I'm gonna go with Browns on the under in this. Jets actually got a good de- defense, even though. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm gonna go with Browns in the over. The reason why is because Quentin Williams is not playing. He's good, he's gone for the rest of the season. Quentin is out. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's the he's the best run defense that the Jets have. Ooh, that's really making me not want to pick them now. Yeah, they change that. You know what? And this is my lock of the week. I'm still sticking with my Jets. My Jets. I'm still sticking with your Jets. <laughs> against you as my lock of the week. Jets plus a nine and a half. Go ahead, Malik. Um, yeah, I was gonna mention the Quinn Williams injury. Um, he's 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 a, he was a snub. He was a Pro Bowl snub. Should have been a Pro Bowl. Should be a Pro Bowler this year. Was not a Pro Bowler. So he's, just, he he's snubbed there and he's out for the rest of the season. Um and Ace, you're right. The Jets got their win. They got their win. The main difference, the main difference here between, you know, last Sunday and this Sunday is the Jets are not playing Jared Goff. They don't have to play Jared Goff. And if you play Jared Goff, Jared Goff's always going to give you one. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna let you play yourselves into a, a possible win situation. Um, if you watch the game script of how the Jets won last, last week's game, I mean, they, they, they took an early lead and they, you know, they just – played really great defense and never gave it up. Um, the Browns are built to Anthony's point earlier and to the points that we, you know, we've made consistently over the course of the weeks. The, bound, the Browns are built to jump out to early leads because of that running game, because of that running game, because of that short yard, the short passing game, because they can get Hunt involved, because they can get Chubb involved early on. Um, and then they start taking big chunks later with the play action. They start, you know, okay. play action to, to those running backs. You, you, you press up a little bit, and then they start throwing it over the top. Um, and so that's how Cleveland wins games. And I don't think Cleveland's playing around here. Like, they, need, they still need this win. They still have, to, yes, they still have something to play for. They still need this win. They want to they lock in their playoff positioning and put themselves in a, situ, in, a, in a position of maybe potentially get a home playoff game if they can win, if they can, you know, somehow sneak in and win the division. Like, that, I don't mm-hmm. think that that's beyond the realm of, of thought for them as well. So – I'm going to take Cleveland to, you know, do what they can to, you know, to hold back the Jets. And, 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 and I think that Cleveland's pass rush is going to be, you know, all over, all over uh, Sam Donald if they can be. Like, they're going to try to get at Sam Donald and, and make him uh, make, make bad plays. And the, the other thing I'll say is, although the Jets won, Sam Donald has still not looked comfortable. No. Um, but I'd like to know, point out, he has one less interception than Baker Mayfield does. Well, he's played what, like six less games, <laughs> so so That's it's right. numbers are numbers, you know, uh, the, and that game, you know, games played is also a number. Um, <laughs> but what I, I what I will say is here for me, you know, Cleveland should win this game, win this game pretty handily, and I'll take the under as well because I feel like Cleveland's defense is going to be just good enough to hold back the Jets' offense. So I'll I'll give the nine and a half, and I will take the under. 
All right. Moving on to the next game, we got the Steelers hosting the Indianapolis Colts, uh, giving up one and a half as favorites, and the over-under is 44 and a half. This is a tough game, but I have no faith in the Steelers and their uh, receivers or their running game. Therefore, I am forced to pick one of my least favorite players and my least favorite teams in the Indianapolis Colts in Phillip Rivers and the underwhelming, I can't even remember his name at this point, the wide receiver who was talking all that trash for the game, talking about I'm in the best shape of my life, uh, T.Y. Hilton, who, yeah. who's really disappointing. I do like Jonathan Taylor. He is really, really, really showing a lot as a rookie. But Rivers showed enough that he's got a little bit left in the tank. And I like that he still kind of yells at everybody. So, I am going to go with the Indianapolis Colts here. I think it's kind of an easy pick. This is going to be one of my locks of the week. I know the Steelers need to right the ship, but they're not going to be able to do it against a good Colts defense, who still has a very good pass rush. And the Steelers defense really let them down last week against Cincinnati. Gio Bernard went berserk. Um, Jonathan Taylor's a better back. Even though he doesn't have as much experience, he'll be able to get a lot done when he needs to. Colts, give me the points, plus one and a half, and the over. 44 and a half Malik um, Yeah we're going to go Colts here as well um, I don't know what's wrong with the Pittsburgh Steelers man I, do, I just don't you know I don't know if they're just losing steam you know obviously obviously, you know carrying 11 carrying that the, the weight of 11 victories in a row and the weight of you know trying to go for the perfect season it, it weighs on teams. You've seen it happen to a lot of teams over the course of a season. You know, you've seen it happen to, you saw it happen to the Patriots, even though the Patriots actually carried out and got to 16 and 0. Um, those last few weeks while they were, you know, in, in that season, they were slugging, right? They were slugging. They were, they were just trying to get, get to the end. And Pittsburgh did the same thing. You know, Pittsburgh did the same thing. Um, that they're being team is the only team ever to cover 15 games in a 16 week, in a 16 game season. Right, right. Um, Pittsburgh did the same thing. Um, and they, they, you know, they struggled to get to where they got to. They started to, you know, they started not covering games, not covering big lines that, that their, you know, record was, was basically affording them uh, from Vegas. Uh, and then eventually they just clammed up and lost the game to Washington that they probably shouldn't, lost, shouldn't have lost. And then they've lost two straight since then. So um, this is one of those games where it's like, there's really no reason that this to me shouldn't, shouldn't be a pick them. Uh, honestly, um, because Pittsburgh being at home, you give them three. But if this was on a neutral field, I think you'd give three to Indy, to Indy and, and be perfectly fine with it. Um, so I, I feel like this should be a push. But since points are coming to, to the Indianapolis Colts, I'm going to run, run with them. And I will go Indianapolis as well. I'll put this in as my lock uh, as well. And I will go Indianapolis and the under. All right, and. Yeah, I'm going to go with Indianapolis and the under as well. But that's, this is my lock of the week. And the reason is, um, uh, what I believe is that Pittsburgh is basically done. They don't have their own running game, and they relied on Big Ben in the beginning, and it looks like he's falling off right now. Age is basically catching up because he's basically doing his passing without trying to get hit, trying to get hurt type of thing. But, like, he's not the old Big Ben no more. He's basically new Big Ben. You know, get he's it out just, real fast. He's just an old Big Ben. Right. <laughs> And, and the thing is, <laughs> he's not the old Big Ben. He's just yeah. an old Big Ben. Yeah, and, 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 and it's, it's, I, I believe it's over. And if we're going to even see Pittsburgh's going to be the shocking loss even in the playoffs. They're going to, I believe, they're going to get. They're basically going to be one and done in the playoffs. But as of right now, for this, I'm going with the Colts and I'm going with the under in this one. I mean, the um, yeah, the under. All right, 
Next up, we got the Washington football team hosting the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are getting two and a half points and over-under is once again 44 and a half. The Panthers have lost eight of their last nine games and are one of the few teams that actually would not be in the lead in the NFC East with their record in the 15th week and the 16th week of the season at four and 10. With that said, I have to take the Washington football team. I don't know if Haskins is going to start again after uh, his behavior. They kind of um, have kind of corrected that with him. And I think they stripped him of his uh, captain title and they fined him $50,000 for detrimental to the team because they saw him at a strip club. Was it without a mask on or something like that? Right. Mm-hmm. So even I still, thought it was in his home. It was in his home. I think he got the strippers in his home, but still. He's got a really nice house then. I tell you that. <laughs> He's spending that money. Um, the Panthers have no defense. Washington has all the defense. They have one of the best defensive lines in football. Them being terrible for as long as they have has actually paid off with a top 10 defense. And Carolina cannot run the ball with just Mike Davis. They are not dynamic enough without um, Christian McCaffrey. Freddie, not Freddie. Um, What's his name? The second slowest quarterback in the league. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Is still playing pretty good. 14 touchdowns, 3,000 yards. If Alex Smith plays, I have even more faith in Washington. But I'm going to go with Washington minus two and a half at home. They need this to lock up the division. Go on into the playoffs with a 7-7 seven seven record, with an 8-8 eight eight record. They can even get in a 7-9. and nine. They just got to get this win in their end, I believe. I'm going to take Washington here. And yeah, I'm going to take Washington, too. I'm going to take Washington in the, in the under in this. Um, I definitely trust in their own defense on this one to stop Carolina. There's no Christian McCaffrey to balance things out so they can actually quite change, sway my mind to go their way. And it's kind of messed up with, um, with Hackings right there because he's kind of blown it. There's only 32 jobs. I have to throw this in there. It's only 32 jobs in the NFL to be a starting quarterback, and you're basically screwing it up right now. Kind of upsetting at him, but anyway. I'm going to go with Washington in this and one with them in the, in the under in this. All right, Malik. It's a sweep. I don't have much to say. Um, I'm going to pick Washington as well, uh, and I will take the under as well. Hey, the only saving grace for, for, for Dwayne Haskins is he apparently was not with James Harden. So at least he, <laughs> at least he, wasn't, at least he didn't get, get, get caught hanging out with James Harden. He was, he was no low. He was, he was by himself, you know, um, because you do, right now, that's not a dude you want to be. You want to be caught next to. So, you know, stay away from James Harden. That's smart enough. You know, take your fine, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, you find a, a good landing spot next season. Because you will likely not be a Washington football team, uh, and you won't be on that roster next. Maybe lucky to be on the play uh, practice squad the way he's going. Oh no, he'll be in the NFL. He's still got enough talent that somebody wants to kick those. Yeah, tell that to um, Josh Josh Rosen. He's on the practice squad right now. No, Josh Rosen got just elevated to the number three quarterback on one team due to COVID protocol, so they needed him. I can't remember oh, who wow. was, but he just got picked up by somebody. Oh, I nice. Remember who, though. So good for him. I think he deserves another chance, but who knows. Next up, we got the Ravens hosting the New York football, the New Jersey football giants. With, with all due disrespect. <laughs> the uh, Ravens are minus 11 points at home after laying the beat down in Jacksonville, giving up. 14. I don't understand why the Giants aren't 14-point underdogs visiting the Ravens as well. The Giants have a lot to play for. They're not going to win. I don't see it happening. Um, Ravens have a lot to prove. They need to win all of these games to get into the playoffs. They're going to lay the beat them down on the New Jersey Giants. 
expect another 40, 40 to four point, 40 to, uh, 40 to 14 win for the Ravens. This is my third lock of the week. Lock it in. Give me the Ravens over the Giants, minus 11. And I'd even bet this all the way up to minus 14 and a half if I had to. And give me the uh, over. Malik. Uh, yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore here. The the only you know saving grace that the Giants have is 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 that spread. Honestly, <laughs> like like the spread itself is just making it very is making it very interesting. But there's nothing on the Giants roster that makes you believe that they should be, um, that they should be able to cover this. You know, it's really they've shown over the last two weeks, they sh- they've shown that that Seattle game was a bit of a fluke uh, from just how that defense played and, you know, how well that defense played to, to win, to win that game. I mean, look, they had won four straight. I mean, that, that Seattle game was, was, was the fourth game that they won in a row. They went on, they went on a run um, in that, in the middle of the season to get them back into the contention for the division. Um, Five wins. I mean, look, no, right. It's it's also a McCoy. I mean, so the reality situation is that the Giants, the Giants, you know, they they played their best possible game in Seattle, um, and they have not looked good since. Um, they've not played well since, and they've played against two opponents where you know the opportunity to play better was there. You know, they had they played against Cleveland last week and did not do anything against that 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 Cleveland team, and then the week before they played against Arizona, who had who had come in not playing their best ball, and they laid an egg against Arizona at home. So there's no reason to believe that they will be able to hang with Baltimore, who's playing much better, has dropped 40 points the last two weeks in a row, um, So, and has covered their last four games. Um, they've covered against Pittsburgh they, when, they were, when they were dogs, um, and they covered, you know, they've covered everything else since then. So, uh, yeah, take, go ahead, take Baltimore, give the, give, the, give the 11. They gave 13 last, you gave them 13 last week, they won by 26, so uh, they should be perfectly fine here. Uh, take Baltimore, and, I, and uh, I'll take the over as well. All right. Thank you, Malik. Ants. Well, I'm going to say, I know you don't like to say this, Ace, but I'm going to say the New York football giants. <laughs> They're still going to lose, but, you know, at least, you know, put some, you know, there are the New York football giants. So, no New Jersey. New York okay. football giants. Amen. So, anyway. you're, pick, you're, you're picking them to cover? Oh, hell no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the MVP of last year. I'm going. I'm going with my boy Lamar, and I'm going with the Ravens. They're gonna. They're gonna put a mud hole in there behind. I'm going with the um, Ravens and the over in this one. But there will be a mud hole right up in the New York Football Giants. Mud- Can't say that on the air. <laughs> my sh- oh no wait no but that's the game after the next game. So we got the Houston Texans hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are getting plus eight points on this one, and the over under is forty six and a half. They're the Texans are good, but they're not that good. Give me the Bengals. This is going to be one of my locks of the week. Give me the Bengals plus eight. They're kind of going to get the third pick. I don't think they actually want to win this game because if they win this game, it could actually flip who gets to pick third and fourth. As crazy as it is actually saying that out loud, I don't think Cincinnati's trying to tank, but they are in their backup QB. They just had the first overall pick and them getting the fourth pick in this year's draft would go a long way in helping to rebuild their team. They have T. Higgins, they got a quarterback. Maybe they could use some offensive line help or maybe a better running back or some better defenders. Give me the Bengals to cover. Plus eight is way too much. I know this line is going to get bet down to seven, seven and a half. Take the Bengals plus eight, though, right now. Uh, Ant. Well, I'm going to take Houston on this one. I'm taking Houston and I'm taking it on the under. Are you going against Texas? 
Yeah, I'm going to Texas. Oh, 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 just because I'm in Texas now doesn't mean, you know, I have to take Texas and, you know, there's the reason why I'm taking Texas. But Houston actually got the good team for this game. <laughs> and I, and they, I, I, I feel like they're going to actually win this. this. Game. Yeah, for this game. They got a good team for this game. You know, this is a perfect team for the Bulldogs. The Steelers. Hmm? You said that about the Steelers last week. Yeah, that was last week. You know, the Steelers kind of disappointed. Ben, ben Rosberg got you know turned you know his beard to Santa Claus beard and stuff like that. But you know what? This is a different time. This is a different um week. Whatever. Houston got Houston got the tape out in that. They're not going to pull the same thing. They're not going to look past the Bengals. They're going to actually beat them. So I'm going to have Houston in the under in this one. They're going to win this. All right, Malik. Uh, yeah, I'm rolling with Cincinnati here. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and I mean, I, I get what you're saying at, I think that Houston is the better team and should win the game, but there's nothing that Houston has shown this season to make me believe, to, to give me faith in an eight point spread. Um, this, this game just screams close, uh, you know, close, close situation that gets won by one team or the other, um, you know, in the last few moments of the game or a game where, Scoring just stops at some point. Like they just trade punts for the, for like the, you know a couple of quarters, um, because neither neither team can muster up a uh, you know a winning situation or a, a winning drive. Look, Houston's biggest problem is, is this year has been Houston's biggest problem for years past. They can't run the football if it's not Deshaun Watson. Like they still can't you know establish a you know dangerous running game outside of their running quarterback. Uh, Cincinnati has had similar problems, but they don't try to run the ball too much. They just, they're, they're just going to, you know, play backyard football and figure it out. Like that's, that's pretty, it feels like they're, it feels like, um, you know, they're just with their quarterback situation, they're just drawing up plays in the sand and saying, Hey, let's just go ahead and run this and see what happens. Um, they've got a lot of talent on the outside. They still got, you know, still got AJ Green, still got T Higgins, still got Bernard. Um, I believe Mixon, I don't know if Mixon's coming back this week, but they do have a, you know, a solid, you know, group of um, pass catchers and skill position players to keep it, to keep it interesting. Uh, and Houston's defense just hasn't, hasn't shown up. So I'll take Cincinnati. I'll take the over as well. Uh, and I'll take them as a, as a best bet as well for me. All Representing right. Texas over here. So Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. We got my Chicago bears hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars giving seven and a half points. The over under is 47 points. Even. And this is kind of a difficult one. I want to bring up two things. Okay. Over since 2011, the Jaguars have gone four and 32 against all NFC teams since 2011. Every other team in the AFC has at least 10 wins over the other conference. And Chicago has lost to five of its last six games against AFC opponents. And the last time the bears have scored 30 points in three games straight. The last time they've done that in four games straight was in 1965. It's the last time they did that. You know who's on the team in 1965? Gail Sayers, RIP. So I have to I have to just unlikely think that the Bears will win, but somehow not cover because of the seven and a half. That seven and a half is kind of messed up because six and a half, I would probably take the Bears. Seven and a half is making me want to take the Jaguars, even though they're on the road. The Jags don't have much to play for because they're actually trying to get the number one pick. They've already gone 1-13. They kind of want to lose out this one. I don't see the Bears losing this game, but I can't sit here and say that they're going to blow out Jacksonville. James Robinson is just playing amazing for them. 
Gardner Minshew wasn't playing terrible. He's not throwing a lot of picks. The Bears' defense is a really good pass rush, but they are protecting the QB pretty well. And I will say that Mitch Trubisky has played very consistent the last three weeks, and I guess he's just trying to get his job back, and he realizes he can lose it. And he's starting to show up and play some games and play some good ball. But you know what? I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to take my Bears here to cover. Give me the – I'm going to lay the seven and a half and take the Bears. They should beat Jacksonville by more than eight points or nine points. Touchdown in the field goal isn't too much to win by, but I won't be surprised if Jacksonville comes back and covers this late in the game. I wouldn't be shocked. Give me the Bears and the and lay the points, seven and a half. Malik. Yeah, I, I wish there was a podcast version of a dumpster fire emoji. That's this game is a dumpster <laughs> fire. How dare okay. This game, no, see, this game is is, is is the type of game that you that you only watch if you are the die hardest of the die hard Bears or Jacksonville Jaguar fans. Like this is the game that you watch because you know you don't want to be stuck out there saying I didn't watch this game. This game is going to be like you know, six, three at half. It's going to be like 13, 10 when it finishes. Um, I hear you though. Uh, I've been talking, I had been talking in, in past weeks about um, David Montgomery and his run and his running uh, has, has been impressive over these last few weeks. And you're, you're right. The bears have scored 30 points in their last few games. Uh, and they, they, they got a win that I don't think a lot of people believe that they, they would get uh, against Minnesota. Um, Cause they were two and a half point. You know, they were in Minnesota and they were getting two and a half points and they actually wound up winning that game pretty handily. Um, so this is one of those games where it's, it's like, honestly, there's no reason to pick the Jaguars at this point. The Jaguars stink. They're bad. They're just not, they're not getting any better. And, you know, they, uh, although I know Anthony wants them to win this game or wants them to actually put up a win so that you can continue to, uh, so that the Jets can, can yeah, you know, does. jump Second over to them. Trevor Lawrence tree. Can get back into the, <laughs> get back into the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Um, but this ain't going to be the game to do it. Uh, Chicago, Chicago should wipe the floor with them and should, you know, know that all they got to do is stop James Robinson from, you know, making, making, making things difficult put Gardner Minshew into, you know, bad situations, you know, to, to throw the football and that's it. And then like let Khalil Mack loose and let him go have fun. But how Um, funny would it be if the Jets and the Jaguars won this week? It would be hilarious. (laughs) It would be, it would be hilarious. Yeah. I just don't see it happening, man. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Chicago as well. Uh, I'm going to give the seven and a half and I'm going to take the under here. You really want to get a bunch of Jet fans angry at you, don't you, Ace? <laughs> I, hope they're all, I hope they're all listening. I hope you post this in your message groups and your message boards, jetlife.com or whatever it is y'all go by. And I hope y'all are paying attention to this. And go ahead and make your pick. Well, I'm going to go here with the um, – it's, it's funny enough, you, you talk about your Bears and all this other stuff like that, but um, Doug Marone doesn't believe that, you know, they're going to pack it in. Doug Marone is actually having well, a quarterback great competition. Doug Marone? Really? Yeah, the great, oh, okay. the, the great Doug Marone who doesn't want to get fired. He's he actually, does exactly. That's the reason why he's not packing it in. That's why he doesn't believe they're going to pack it in, because he doesn't want to get fired. Right. And, but the thing is that right now, this week, he's having a quarterback competition between Mr. Minchu and Mr. Glennon over here. So they're going to come out firing, you know, they're going to they're want to they win this. They're going to want to win this. And I, I really believe Mike that they're going to actually push to win this. Like I'm going to go with Jags in this. Hmm? <laughs> Mike Glennon. Come Mike on. Mike Glennon, yeah. It's, but the thing is that it's going to push the team a little bit further. They're going to get their fiery juices and actually win this. So I'm actually going to go with them. They're going to beat the sorry bit behind Bears. And they're going to send on whatever your quarterback's name is back to, you know, third place. Trubisky. How dare you? 
Trubisky. Trubisky. Right. I, I, I can say that because you keep saying the New Jersey Giants. I want to say whatever quarterback he is. But anyway, <laughs> I'm big enough for the Giants fans out there. But I'm going to go with the Jags here, and I'm going to go with the Jags in the under here. Jags going to win this. All right. <laughs> we got an AFC West matchup. The Broncos hosting the L.A. Chargers. Chargers are getting three. I believe in their quarterback more. He's already set the record in rookie touchdowns. He has a possible ability to set the record in rookie passing yards. Give me the Chargers plus three on the road. The Broncos, neither of these teams are playing for a playoff spot. They're kind of playing for respect. And I just think the Chargers are the better team at this point. So give me the Chargers plus three on the road. Lock of the week. And. Oh, the Giants is going to be my lock of the week if I got to say that. But um, as far as for the Chargers. <laughs> As far as for the Chargers, um, I'm going to go with them as well. I'm going to go with them in the, in the under this one. I don't, be, I don't believe, really believe in the Broncos, especially after that COVID situation they had over there when they had, didn't have to play no quarterbacks and stuff like that. Um, yeah, from, so from then on, I don't even want to be, be, be even associated with them. But anyway, give me the Chargers and the under this one. Oh, you don't like the Denver COVID Broncos? No, no, I don't like the COVID Broncos at all. They play who as the quarterback? <laughs> uh, KJ Hamler, who literally didn't take a snap before game time. <laughs> like, I think he was warming up in the game, and those were the first snaps he worked with the center, which was like, I can't believe they let him do this in a professional football game. So I was like, wow, this is not going to go well. And you actually going to trust your team with your picks here? Are you going to trust that team with the picks? No, wait till next year for that. Let's yeah. see if maybe they approve. All right, Malik, you up. I threw up in my mouth a little bit, uh, picking Denver um, here. Ow! I threw up a little bit, just just a little bit. I threw up in my mouth. Uh, a lot of Broncos look, fans out there. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't trust Anthony Lynn. I don't trust him at all. I just don't think that he's uh, he's gonna be good enough to hold 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 these guys back. Again, you know, Melvin Gordon, a, another opportunity to play against a team that the team that you know disrespected him you know to some degree he had a good game last week uh and so i expect him to have a good game this week and if drew lock can do anything mm-hmm. is, you know if drew lock can you know just just play well against against the defense that's banged up you know then, then they should they should win this game um this is the three-point home home default spread and so i just think denver's going to win the game and i'm going to give them i'm going to give them the three and Ant, just to give you just just to think jacksonville <laughs> you were talking uh you were talking Mike Glennon and Gardner Minshew. If Jacksonville brought back Shane Falco, they still wouldn't win this game. They still won't win this game against Chicago. It's not happening, my brother. It's not happening. So I'll, I'll, I'll take Denver, and I'll actually play the over here because I feel like this game is going to get a little high scoring um, you know, up, the, up, up there in, uh, in the mile high. All right. Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles going to Dallas. Uh, This game can actually impact the division lead, possibly. The Dallas Cowboys won again last week. The Cowboys are getting two and a half points at home. Jalen Hurts has been looking really good, surprisingly so in my opinion, because I really thought he was limited as a QB. Um, Andy Dalton has played as well as I thought he could play the past couple of games. And I think that will continue because Dallas Cowboys receivers have shown to be pretty talented. If Ezekiel Elliott is healthy, I think he can do some damage. Um, the Cowboys have better receivers than the Eagles. They have a better running back than the Eagles. They have a better they have a, their defense is pretty equal. So on that note, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys getting two and a half points at home, and the under and the over forty nine and a half. 
So I think this will be a high-scoring game. I think the Eagles will somehow edge it out, either by a field goal or losing by somehow one or two points. Give me the Cowboys at home. This is going to be my last lock of the week if I don't already have five. Malik. Uh, I'm rolling with the Hurts train, man. I'm rolling with Hurts. Um, I'm going to take Philly. Uh, so we've got Philly. Just want to make sure we've got Philly giving two and a half to Dallas on the road, right? Yeah, I believe that's right. I okay. That, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I just, I'm just making sure um, Dallas is at, Dallas is the home dog here. Um, yes. Yes, Dallas, Dallas has won, has won a couple of games in the last few weeks that, you know, were a little bit surprising. I mean, I, they've, they've gotten more out of Andy Dalton than I thought that they would this season. Um, and their running game, despite, despite uh, Ezekiel Elliott getting, getting banged up in the game, uh, Tony Pollard came in, played, played well, um, and you know, scored for them, got, got, the, got them some, some big totals. But Philly is, is you know, Doug Peterson has found, a, found something with Jalen Hurts. You know, um, maybe, I don't know if it's just the relationship between the two of them is better. Jalen Hurts does whatever Doug Peterson tells him to do. He's not hot-dogging it out there. He's not trying to, you know, uh, show up his coach. He's just doing whatever whatever's told, told him to do. And it's probably really simple for him. It's probably what I think is happening here is, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts is giving, getting a simple playbook. He's being told... Here's, your, here's read one, here's read two. If neither one of those two, those two guys are open, run. Like, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the end of you – know, that's pretty much what you're going to do. Um, and then, you know, and then when we call it, hand the ball off to Miles Sanders, who is the best, the best player on this offense. So, um, Philly, you know, has a, has a recipe for winning football games right now, um, and they're, they're, they're cashing it in. And I can't see a way that they, they don't continue, continue to move forward and continue to put themselves into – at the very least, some contention, because uh, if Washington does wind up losing, um, there is a very interesting week 17 between uh, Dallas, between Philly and Washington to, uh, to, to decide the division. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take Philly and I'll take the over as well. All right. And. Well, I'm definitely going to go with Philly as well. I'm going to go with Philly in the under this one. Think, oh, wow. Yeah, because the thing is that um, I don't think I really don't. Think the the Cowboys might have the you know the best team, everything like that, everything put together and stuff like that, but I really I really feel like Philadelphia is coming into their own, and this is what Jalen Hurst is a second third game, His, second uh, start third second game start, third game third game second start yeah so the tape's not really out on him yet so I think they can still pull it off and even though this is a division game just like Malik said a couple of um, games ago when we talk about the um, we were talking about this um, for um, emojis and stuff like that. This is basically a dumpster fire game over here. But, uh, <laughs> but as far as this is concerned, Philadelphia is going to pull this out at the end. I, I really don't have any faith in the Cowboys, even with Ezekiel Elliott coming back. With Ezekiel Elliott coming back, I think it's actually going to get worse for them. But anyway. I might have to move out of Texas. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I, 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 still, right. I, still, I, still, I still went with Houston, Texas over here, so I'm good. All right. Next I know there's way more cowboy fans. You know they take up the whole the whole red state, but still, I want to go with Philadelphia, and I'm gonna and, I'm, and that's my lock of the week on that one. All right. Next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks going to the LA Rams. I don't know if it's the Rams that are going. Maybe the Rams aren't playing at home because of the uh, restrictions, but I'm not even sure about that anymore. Um, no, they've been able to play in LA. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, because I know they got a stay at home order out there. Because the Jets so, were in LA last week, that's right? So they just yeah. beat them at home. All right, so I expect the Rams to drop another home game because the Rams are getting one point at home. 
this game is going to end up being a pick em. Seattle righted the ship. Um, if they win this game, they can win the division. So this is the penultimate game for the, basically their whole season. Winning the division, being able to go home and play in Seattle as opposed to having to travel on the road. Under over 47 and a half. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Then how important it is. They know their defense can't let up. And they know they have to jump on the ramps and stay on them. It can be the Seahawks. Minus one or even in a pick situation. Or plus two and a half, I would take. Or minus two and a half, I would take the Seahawks as well. Give me the Seahawks and lay the point. Lay the one point. Malik. Yeah, same here. Don't let me down, Russell. Just do not let me down, please. Okay? Do what you're supposed to do. Handle business against a team that you're, you know, you, you, need to, you need to beat this team. I mean, L.A. is not a bad team. They had a bad week, and they played a horrible game against the, against, against the Jet team that they should have beaten at home. Seriously. But they're not a bad team. They're actually a, they're actually a pretty good team. They've got a pretty good defense. Um, and, you know, when Jared Goff is, is right, you know, he's got, a, he's got a good arm, and he's got a, good, he's got a lot of good talent on, that, you know, on, on the outside with, you know, guys like Higby and Cup and Woods and – um, so there's no reason to believe that, you know, the, the Rams can't win this game. And that's why it's, that's why this line is so low. You know, the Rams are a nine win nine win football team, uh, for a reason so far this season. Um, but at this point, Seattle needs this win. Uh, and if you're just gonna, if you're gonna, I'm going to go out on trust here. If I've got to trust one of these quarterbacks, I'm going to trust Russell Wilson to make some plays towards the end of the game, win this football game and win this division for the Seattle Seahawks and put them, put them back into, um, the conversation with the saints and the Packers and, uh, and, and the, the top teams in the NFC. So go ahead, uh, run, run with the Seahawks. I'll give the one as well. And I will take the under here because I think that this game plays uh, similarly to last, the last game that they played against uh, against the Rams, this 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 probably plays a little bit lower um, from a from a points perspective. So, Seattle and the under. All right, and what do you got to say? Oh, and Seattle's my last lock of the week. Sorry. All right. I'm going to take Seattle as well, but I'm going to take a little risk. I'm going to take Seattle on the over in this one. Um, I don't trust the Rams anymore, especially after last week. They had one job, one job only, just, you know, just to beat the Jets. But <laughs> <laughs> Jared Goff was a bum. And, you know, but I'm going to go with Seattle on this one. And I need Russell Wilson to go off on this, for, especially for fantasy reasons. I need him to go mm. off and beat the snot out of Toledo's team. But anyway, I know the re, uh, listeners out there is not going to know who Toledo is. But, you know, if Toledo's listening, he knows what I'm talking about. Actually, you know what? Do I play Toledo? I don't even know. But anyway, who cares? It's, it's going to be... <laughs> I don't care. If I play with fantasy or not, I just want him to lose. Yeah, I just want him to lose. lose. If he's playing the game, I hope he loses too. But anyway, I'm going to go with Seattle in this, and I hope it's a slaughterhouse. I'm going with the over in this one. I'm really going to take that risk. I'm going to take that risk right there. Like Seattle on the over. Give me that as a lock of the week. He's like, Toledo, I don't like you and your ugly face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, I just don't like you because of your face, man. Don't want you to win, man. Don't want you to win. <laughs> All right. We got the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football hosting the Tennessee Titans. Um, I like the Titans because they got the better – they don't have the better quarterback, but they do have two better – they have a better receiving core. They have a better running back, even though Aaron Jones is pretty nice. And I think Tennessee has a much better defense. They're getting three and a half on the road. I think this is a game the Packers can lose, and the Packers probably will lose. They've already locked up the division. And I don't think they can go for the number one seed in the NFC. They're tied right now, but I don't see them being able to jump ahead. This game means a lot for them getting a bye, but I don't know how much that's really worth 
in Green Bay because they don't really play in a dome. So I don't know why you would want to not play an extra game and play in even colder weather. So give me give me the Tennessee Titans on the road plus three and a half. And uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay in this one, but I'm going to go with Green Bay in the under in this one. I, I still believe in Aaron Rodgers is going to pull this out. And I believe this game is going to be kind of close here with, with the Titans. The Titans got a good run game and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I'm definitely going to go with the Packers in this one, and I'm going to take the take the under in this. Quick, Aaron, I know Malik hates Aaron Rodgers, but I know he's going. To, he might go that way. Maybe. Let's find out. All right, Malik. <laughs> Uh, God, I'm throwing up again. I'm making Green Bay. <laughs> Jesus, I hate myself for doing this. I really this do will be hate the game myself. That puts me ahead. This will be I the hate. Game that puts me I ahead. hate myself for doing this. Look, Green Bay is um, surprisingly. I mean, they have they've been really good defensively these last few weeks, um, and they've made things very interesting for me from a fantasy perspective because any receiver that I've actually put out there against them has had horrible, horrible games, um, which, basic, which basically means to me is if A.J. Brown and uh, Corey Davis are not going to have great games against, against this Packers defense, that's where the Tennessee Titans put up the big, the big, you know, the big points um, because they're able to go deep to – they're able to throw deep to a Corey Davis and, you know, get a, get a long touchdown from that, from that standpoint. Or they're able to, you know, extend, extend the plays uh, with, you know, A.J. Brown catching, catching balls across the middle and, and beasting guys in the, in the open field. So I think this game is going to play relatively close if Green Bay is able to cover. Uh, and, Ace, you mentioned, you mentioned whether or not Green Bay is going to – you know, is going to play for the for the number one seed in that bye week. Well, there's one reason why they why they definitely should and, and probably will play for that bye week. It's because they have a 37 year old quarterback. They can get they, they can get the opportunity to rest that 37 year old quarterback and get him at least just one extra week of of rest and relaxation to not have to worry about uh, playing a game, and they get to you know host the entire the entirety of the playoffs and force anybody that's going to try to come out of the come out of the NFC to come into their stadium. That's important. I mean, they lost their the NFC Championship game last week, you know, go having to travel out to San Francisco. I think that that game would have been a lot differently had San Francisco had to come into Green Bay. So they want that home field advantage. They want that bye week. And they have a they have a shot to do it because New Orleans you know New Orleans thus thus far and they're they're not a they're they're a little shaky right now because of their offensive situation and all the injuries that they have so I can completely see Green Bay playing for the win here playing for the home field advantage and trying to play for that 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 buy so I'm gonna go ahead and take Green Bay and I will play the under as well because I just don't think I think 56 is a really high number for them to try to hit there. All right. Well, they've, both of these teams have been playing really high-scoring games, and they both have super-powered offenses. And after seeing how, I mean, surprisingly, Ryan Tannehill played last week with basically four touchdowns, two rushing, two throwing. I mean, I'm a, I'm a believer. So, yeah, but he played my Lions defense, and that's true. <laughs> my Lions defense is not very good. Was it um, mentioned that the Titans still have to clinch their spot because they haven't clinched yet? No, they, they haven't clinched the division yet. Yeah, they need to clinch that division, so yeah. they're going to be fighting hard. And if everything plays out the way we said, like Indiana, Indianapolis should will win this week and yeah. still make it interesting for them for next week. So these are two can win teams, yeah. All right, moving on to the final Monday night football game of the season. The Buffalo Bills going into the New England Patriots after they've put up that billboard on Route One, which I passed on the way home. Which is kinda interesting and kinda funny. There's cops stationed out there for something else. So I don't think anyone's gonna get up there and spray paint it. 
for what does the Christmas. billboard say? It basically like says ESPN. There was like this whole ESPN competition where like the uh, the fan best fan bracket, mm-hmm. and the Bills fans won, and they chose to put it up basically on the highway that is right outside. This one is kind of like a <laughs> wow. like Grand Concourse, so it'd be like if Grand Concourse ran by the stadium for the Giants. Oh wow! But they don't because wow. Grand Concourse. Yeah, so. And it's kind of wild. So it's like right in front of the Patriot Stadium, which is where there's a whole bunch of like holiday lights thing you could drive through. There's also, you know, a bunch of like stores over there. That's where Trader Joe's is. And yeah, it's just right outside. So right in front of Gillette. Yes. <laughs> so if they want to have a little bit of pride about themselves and they want to come out here and like show the bills, oh yeah, y'all ain't really ready yet, put it on them. The Pats are getting seven. They could cover. They could also get blown out. The bills are really rolling. Cam would have to have an amazing game to be able to do this. I'd be kind of shocked if they actually came out and won this. But I want to believe in Cam, but I'm not crazy enough because even I wouldn't bet somebody's money on the Pats right now. Um, their Stefan Gilmore got hurt last week. I don't know if he's going to come back and play, knowing that they can't make the playoffs. But these guys are pretty prideful. I know Cam was to show out, at least in his last two games, to show why he still belongs in the league. So with that being said, I'm going to take the Pats plus the seven points. Belichick knows how to solve this problem. That is Josh Allen. Stefan Diggs is an issue, but he did have to lead the game last week with an injury. And I don't think they're going to push it knowing that they can't win the number one seed and they've already got the division locked up. So I'm going to take the Pats plus the seven points and the over. Anthony. Well, the division's locked up. They can't get the number one seed, right? Nope. And they've okay, already so. beaten Pittsburgh. So. And I remember, I believe it was last year when. They basically just sat everybody at halftime or whatever. So, and yeah. at the same time, you have Bill Belichick. I know he's driving by that, that same billboard, seeing that all the time. He's showing that to the players. They're going to come out hard. I don't care if it's going to be the backups the Bills put in in the second half. Patriots going to come out hard on this one. I'm going to go with the Patriots too on this one, but I'm going to go with the under in this one. I think the Bills are going to sit their players and get, get them rested up in the second half or see at least something like that. All right, Malik. Um, Last I read, these two teams don't like each other. Obviously. They do not like each other. Last I've read, last I've heard, these teams don't like each other. And I don't think that there's any reason to believe that Buffalo is going to, uh, you know, take it easy on on the bill. Uh, oh, I didn't say take I, don't, I didn't say take it easy because the thing is that they did the same thing last year with the Jets. They sat the players, but those other players that they played as backups, they played hard. Right, but what I'm saying is Buffalo's Buffalo needs to is to me Buffalo even though they've won the division, they could they need to beat the Patriots because you don't want to they they're, they're going to play Miami next week, right? They could easily lose that game. Right? They could easily lose that game to Miami. And if they were to lose this game to the Patriots, you know, you're going into the playoffs, you know, losers of two straight, right? Um, I don't think they want that. I don't think they want that. Um, If they have to drop a game and it's dropping week 17, you know, against the Miami Dolphins, um, I think that that's more feasible than dropping a game against the Pats. That said, I think that this is a high line. Um, Seven, seven is a, is a big number to give uh, a, a, you know, a New England Patriots team on the road. And this, I think, has, has, this is now, to me, that seven points is a total reversal of the situation. Early on in the season, yeah. you know, New England was giving points at home. Now they're getting points at home against a team that's clearly better than them. 
and they're getting a lot of points. So they're getting they that this is that's the piece of it that makes it interesting to me because I feel like New England can keep it close. Um, but Buffalo's going to going to beat them. It's going to win this game. Then and they're they're going to play their guys. I think you guys were talking about potentially like them sitting guys or you know because they had nothing to play for. They have a lot to play for. They don't like New England, so they're going to play their guys and they're going to try to win this game. I think New England's going to do what they can to try to keep it close and you know keep it within striking distance and potentially lose this game by six. Um, so I could see something like twenty three seventeen. Uh, Buffalo, you know, uh, pulling this out. And so that's why I'm going to go with New England and I'm going to take the under. Pats lost this game earlier in the season in week seven, 21-24 in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much Buffalo has improved since then, honestly. But I will say with the fact that I know that Diggs isn't fully healthy, Gilmore isn't fully healthy, I don't know if both of them are going to go. Maybe Diggs does, maybe Gilmore does. Sounds like Gilmore's sounds like Gilmore's not gonna go. Uh, last I heard, sounds like Gilmore's not gonna go. Diggs is still a question mark. Um, so yeah, I I still think it's gonna be a much closer game. So I'll, that's why I'm taking the Pats, really. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks, that is it for this week. This is week 16 in the books. Please follow us at Sports Gods Picks on Twitter. Follow us at Sugarcane Media on Facebook if you still use that and you're over the age of 55 somehow. Follow us on. <laughs> Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, and also TuneIn Radio if you have an Android phone from 2015. <laughs> uh, anybody want to do some shout-outs? Malik. Yo, shout-out to everybody that's been listening to my other podcast, Cashmere Thoughts Poly as the Pockets Podcast. Um, it's, been doing, it's been doing really well uh, these last few weeks since we've uh, gotten to a more consistent groove. Um, if you guys are listening to this and, and you want to know what it's about, three guys, myself, um, <clears throat> myself, Justin, and Joe, we talk about movies, music, culture, um, entertainment, everything under the sun, and uh, really just talk about our lives and uh, I try to connect everything back. We just did our least, most recent episode earlier today, actually, uh, in studio. Uh, we did that, and then I ran home to do this episode. So I am a committed committed person to all of my podcasts and so i just want to give a shout out to the to the fellas that's listening and anybody that's listening in it's the cashmere thoughts polyester pockets podcast uh and it's on all the same networks that ace mentioned about this one uh along with apple music um uh iheart radio and a couple of others out there but pretty much everywhere you get your yeah we got an iheart recently so pretty much and shout out to justin for doing that um but pretty much everywhere you get your podcast you can find uh find us on spotify as well all right that's it all right and I'm gonna give a shout out to um, my kind of back thing. I don't have, you know, I don't have another podcast or nothing like that yet. So, um, but I'm gonna give a shout out to my kind of back then over here because he kind of changed the, the hearts and minds of fans out there. He came up under the podium and said, "You play to win the game." Basically, you got to be a, a true Jet fan and root for your team to win. He's the he's the man. Six foot seven. Keep on going. I'm gonna go with him. Go Jets. Go Jags. All right. <laughs> Shout out to my Chicago Bears for making a push for the playoffs. I really hope y'all win this week so y'all can go up to Green Bay and beat the brakes off of them up there. I believe this is the last game of the season. Somehow they always do this to us. They make us play Green Bay to get into the day of playoffs every <laughs> year somehow. So I would really like to see that happen. Just kind of ruin their season and make ours better. Not that they wouldn't be going, but the, the fact that we would against them because we could now tie Arizona to get it in. Um, Shout out to everybody who's been listening to us. Shout out to Malik, the most dedicated podcaster I know, doing two shows in one day. And <laughs> now Thursday, so we are all going to sleep. It is now Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas, everybody. 
I'm still on Wednesday here. May all of y'all win. Anthony's still on Central Time. That's true. Central Time's on Pound Ground for him. And uh, yeah, we will see y'all next week and good luck. Peace. Peace, Peace out.